Welcome to episode 13 of the Discovering Alternative Healing Podcast. My name is Sheil and I'll be your host. I'd like to say a big thank you to all the listeners out there finding this podcast and inviting it into your life. Right now, serendipitously, perhaps at this very moment in time, the universe is speaking to you through this podcast and perhaps revealing answers to you. With gratitude for your time and may this podcast be of most benefit to you. I'd like to dedicate this episode to all the alternative healing practitioners, spiritual teachers, wellness coaches, mentors, and health advocates around the globe for their continued commitment in helping others heal and awaken to live healthy, empowered, and content lives with inner peace and wisdom. In this episode, sound healer Carolyn Martens talks to us about healing through sound frequency. She dives deep into discussing how sound healing helped her heal her body and how one can use sound healing at home to heal and with a practitioner for healing. To always get notified of a new podcast, depending on the platform you're using, please click subscribe or follow on the top of your screen. To be part of our Instagram community, we're at Discovering Alternative Healing. Hope to see you there. Additionally, I'd love to hear from you. Please feel free to drop me a message on the Anchor platform or Instagram. May you continue to be nourished by the power of consciousness. Hello, Caroline. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here all the way from Mm -hmm. Portugal. Um, Caroline, we would like to start off by asking, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to the path of sound healing? Sure, I can do that. Maybe it's a bit of a long story. When it's too long, just to stop me or ask nope. whatever in between. With, we have uh, what time. You know. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> yeah, how, um, yeah, my name is Caroline and I'm a sound healer, even though sometimes I think it's a bit of, bit weird to say I'm a sound healer you know this labeling but my work is mainly focused um, on healing frequencies and yeah I came to this work because I myself was chronically sick for like the past six years five to six years and um, I went to a lot of doctors nobody could help me nobody found anything sometimes it was really cool like they said me are you making things up you don't have anything we can't find anything but I really was in pain I was even bedridden for a month I couldn't leave the bed I couldn't walk properly because my legs and my feet were not really functioning they were kind of numb so I could feel them a little bit but I couldn't bring them to walk and even though with my arms and hands and I had the strange thing when I looked into the mirror I couldn't recognize myself I was really like who is this person? I was really completely detached. My body was not functioning at all anymore. And the doctors told me they couldn't find anything, which was of course really devastating for me because the only thing you want in this situation is some, someone to help you. Yes. And yeah, at one point I was recognizing there's no other person on this planet who can help me here, but myself. 
And then I really had this inner voice talking to me, you can do it, you can pull yourself out of it. And I was like, okay, I have to do something. I really want to be healthy again. I want to live my life again. And um, I was around 27 when this happened and, you know, fully in the young ages of my life, doing all the things, going out every day, living in Berlin, in Germany, and having such a full and rich life. And it completely came to stop with this illness and it completely turned my life upside down and it turned myself upside down, which in the end was a good thing and it was necessary because through all this struggle, I um, finally came to sound healing because I was looking for natural healing methods because I don't want to take any medication or weird drugs, things the doctors wanted to test on me, like, yeah, we can try it, then we see if it works. And I was like, no, <laughs> if you can't promise me that it helps, I don't want to do it because I, I was a little bit um, aware of, of like this Western medicine and what it does to my body or these chemicals. And I was like, hmm, maybe it's not the best idea to poison my body when I'm already feeling super sick and kind of poisoned. I always had the feeling that something is in me or not, or I don't know, bringing me out of balance. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I I was researching a lot what um, indigenous cultures on this planet did for thousands of years to heal themselves because the Western medicine system is what hundred years old, so it's very new and very young. And I was like, okay, people live on this planet for longer than we can imagine. How did they heal themselves without um, the Western medicine system? And I found so many interesting things. But the one that stuck with me, of course, was the, was, um, the work with sound and frequencies. And then I started um, really just to listen to sound healings or more healing frequency, not full sound healings or sound baths, but specific healing frequencies on YouTube because I was bedridden. I couldn't go anywhere. So, I, and, and I have to say, I couldn't do anything at all because I couldn't watch television because my eyes were so blurry. I couldn't barely see anything or, or grasp what I see and comprehend what I see. And I couldn't read as well. So the only thing that was left <laughs> was my sense of hearing. So I made, made use of it. And I was like, okay, I am, I'm putting myself onto this healing frequencies. And then I see what it does to me and it immediately calmed me down and because maybe I, I go a step back and tell a bit what I had I had um, an inflamed nervous system so every nerve in my whole body was inflamed so the central nervous system every nerve so I had pains everywhere different symptoms like different illnesses but all came down to the inflammation of the nervous system. So I was highly, highly sensitive in the night. I couldn't sleep properly when there were like one beam of light from, from the streets, from, from cars um, driving um, by at my window, something like this. I was immediately awake again, so I couldn't properly rest, which is, of course, insane. If you can't sleep properly, of course, you go mad at some point. So the healing frequencies really, really calmed me down. It was one of the main things that um, really calmed my nervous system and brought me to stillness and a little bit back in harmony and balance, at least as long the frequency lasted and I listened to it. And then I really had this inner voice um, for the first time throughout all the struggle that everything is going to be okay. Everything will, will be all right. And I really, I really could feel it from, from within. And I know 
this is some kind of truth that spoke to me wherever it came at this point i didn't know it was my higher self or god or i don't know my my guardian angels talking i was just like okay this voice i have to trust or i trust this voice because it, it was so sincere and honest and yeah i had the feeling this voice somehow understands what i'm going through and is here to help me and yeah so i i was diving deeper and deeper into this topic and got myself some small instruments, really nothing special, a small singing bowl, stuff like this for the beginning. And as soon as I could walk properly again and go outside, I had a yoga studio directly across my street. Um, so this I could manage to go to <laughs> across <laughs> the street every week. And wow. I visited sound healings there every week and it really, really helped me. And yeah, throughout the months and years, I worked just on myself and healed myself with specific frequencies and instruments. And through this illness and this inflammation of my nervous system, I was so highly sensitive. And I think this was, was a good thing in the end, or is a good thing in the end, because it really made me feel the frequency and listen to the frequency. What has the, this specific frequency to offer to my body? How can I use this frequency best? Um, things like this and yeah and then I was a yoga teacher at, at this point already and then when I felt better I just incorporated the sounds into my regular regular yoga sessions <laughs> difficult word <laughs> and people loved it they just loved the sounds and I loved the sounds and I was like you know what I don't want to be a yoga teacher actually I just want to work with sound so I scratched yoga teaching completely mm -hmm. from my life and just focused on the sounds and yeah, I'm doing this since um, four years now, I think, the sound work. Yeah. Wow. And today I'm here at, in your podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing such a personal story with us. So when you said frequency on YouTube, I know I've, like, on my experiences on YouTube, um, when I type in, um, meditation or I type in healing I do see something that will say sound healing frequency is that what you're talking about mm -hmm, exactly and when I started I didn't know anything about any specific frequency I know I know a lot of people know like 528 something like this you know the the numbers of a specific frequency and you can just type this in and then listen to this frequency or really just search um, for healing frequencies, something like this. And of course, sometimes there are meditations which are more like ambient music in the end, but there mm. are videos which are pure frequency. I also have some on my YouTube channel. It's like there's a frequency which is called the Ohm frequency or the Earth frequency. So it's the frequency of planet Earth. And there are also frequencies for other planets in the star system. And my main focus actually is to work with um, the frequencies of other planets. But there are a lot of different um, frequencies. For example, there's the solfeggio frequency, all kinds of things. And every person is relating to different kinds of frequencies and respond much better to planetary frequencies. Or with one person, you can work better with the solfeggio frequencies. So it really comes down what you like in the end. When, when you feel like I want to listen to a frequency, just scroll a bit through YouTube and really listen. How's my body responding to this one? Do I like it? Don't, maybe I don't like it. And really just trust your intuition and how your nervous system and your body is reacting to it. 
Wow. What is your YouTube channel? Um, it's called Sound Healing with Caroline Mertens. Maybe we can, we can link it. <laughs> we will definitely link it yeah. in the show notes. Um, so what, what really is sound healing and how does it support healing? Mm -hmm. It's a good question. Um, sound healing is, as the name says, healing with sound or sound frequencies. Of course, there are different kinds of sounds and different kinds of frequencies. But in this case, we really work with healing frequencies in the form of sound things you can hear and yeah therefore um, we use instruments which are called archaic I think it's the English term archaic instruments so it's sound instruments it's not like a guitar or something where you play melodies and things like this or songs it's more like for example a Tibetan singing bowl you strike it and it has gives a sound it has millions of overtones they are called and they're crystal singing boats, you strike or rub them, they're making a sound. Or you have, um, for example, rattles, which are super um, old indigenous instruments. You have shakers, you have rainmakers, you have tuning forks, you have chimes, things, things like this that are not playing music, but a sound. And yeah, basically these sounds work with the complete system of a soul or of a human soul, but you can also work on animals, but maybe for this podcast, we stick with two humans. So the sounds are working through the whole system of human beings, which means the sounds work on all levels of existence. We have the physical body, we have the mental body, we have the emotional body, then we have the energetic body. And there, you know, maybe you know this principle, there are so many layers of existence and actually, we are only seeing one layer, which is our physical form, but it is actually the last layer. So many layers are coming before the physical form. And on all these layers, sound healing is working. So it can really be beneficial for many kinds of things. It can be physical symptoms, it can be mental things, it can be emotional things, it can be energetical things, for example, when nothing is helping anymore, doctors are not finding anything, maybe it's an energetic issue because our eyes don't have access to this kind of realm. And yeah, this is really when sound healing comes in. And every sound healer also has a different focus on working with sound. Some are more specialized on directly working on the body when you have some, some physical illness and really going deep into the physical work. My work is more energetic. When you have things you can't explain, you are not you're stuck in your life or you have symptoms, nobody finds anything, nobody is nothing is helping, you tried a lot of things, then I work with the energetic body. But of course, every sound healer is working in the end with all of the bodies. But I think every sound healer has, has a bit of their own focus. Yeah. Wow. Does this answer your question? Yes. <laughs> um, yes. You just said, reminds me of, for example, when you listen to mantras, they bring a certain type of frequency into the body. And so I can imagine sound healing, tapping into like mantras do, these energetic parts of the body that we just can't see, but it does a lot of healing. Yeah, yeah, totally. You're totally right. And a mantra, in my opinion, is a form of sound healing. 
only that you are using your own voice, which is always a nice thing because you're not dependent on any instrument or any other person doing it for you. The same with humming. You can also hum. It's also a form of sound healing you can do yourself. The difference is when you do a sound healing, of course, we, maybe we get later into how, how sound healing works in more depth, but for, in, um, before every sound healing, of course, you have to set an intention. Why am I here? What do I want to work with today? And the same is or not the same, in a different kind of way, a mantra has its own intention because of the specific words in this mantra you are singing. And I think this is the difference. In, in a sound healing, you are on the receiving end, somebody else or yourself is playing the instruments, but you receive the sound and, when, and you set your intention. When you set your intention, your energetic body anchors in a specific frequency. And then the, the vibrations of the instruments know how to work with your energy body because they read your energy. And the energy, of course, is determined um, on the intention you set for yourself. And then the, the instruments know how to work with your system and help you to achieve whatever it is that your intention was. And the mantra itself also has an intention. So you don't have to set and own intention but the mantra singing is the intention kind of and you're producing the sounds from within but for me in my opinion it's totally a form of sound healing of course wow if one goes to a sound healing session what can be experienced Mm -hmm. I love this question. <laughs> <laughs> so what I always love people to do is before I even start, they can just lay down and chill because a lot of people don't know that they don't have to do anything. They can lay down all the time, at least in my sessions, you lay down. And yeah, the only thing you have to do before it starts, but it's also happening while you're already laying down, is setting your intention but I have a specific process guiding the people to finding their intention for this session. It's a really nice process actually, because it's kind of a meditation, of course, then we go move into the intention setting part and I show the people that they can already change their state of being. So their state of being is their vibration, their energy, their frequency. They can already change it themselves by purely setting an intention using their mind and then using their breath breathing into it and let this energy, the feeling of their intention grow inside themselves, grow outside themselves. And then the energy body and the person and the mind and the emotional body is perfectly prepared for the sound healing session. And then we move into the part where I not talk at all anymore. I just use um, the instruments. I do a sound healing session. I have different instruments I use. And I also developed my own method of working through these instruments. Because as far as I understand now, and I learned through my sickness, I know or think I know what the instruments does with the energy body and how they are best used in which order that I properly work through the energy body and really transmute anything that wants to be transmuted. And um, yeah, after this, there is um, like stillness and I always call it sound shavasana because I stopped playing the instruments and there's silence and the silence is super important. Like after a yoga session, we need the silence after a sound session. And then things really can start working through your body, being integrated, everything that happened. And yeah, after this, I gently guide the people back out of the session. 
And if the people are willing to share, they can share their experiences. And yeah, it's really magical. Of course, when I, I just described um, how a sound bath in a group works, but you can also do one-on-one -on -one sessions. These are a little bit deeper and more in-depth because we work with a specific topic people are coming with to me. We have a talk before, why are they here, what they want to work on. So yeah, it's a bit different because for every person in a one-on-one -on -one session, of course, I have to structure the session a bit differently and I have to use different frequencies or different instruments depending on what the needs are of this person or the topic in which the person came with. Yeah. I I would so love to <laughs> participate in a session. Uh, would I, I think I'd have to come to Portugal or do you yeah. have sessions online? I actually at the moment have not sessions online, but I had. There are old videos on my YouTube channel, which I'm a bit embarrassed of. So please don't watch these. <laughs> <laughs> I have to make new ones. But I still have, I need proper technique because um, the microphone wasn't that not that good things like this and when you're doing this work you really want to be perfectionistic and everything needs to be on point but i'm planning on bringing um things online again maybe even like doing youtube lives or something yes. yeah because i really really love to do the online work as well because this was for me how it all started i just started with online sound healing because a lot of people think online sound healings does not work but they actually do work of course they're different from from um, sound healings in a live context and they're just working a bit differently with your energy body because you're not immersed in the sounds like in a live context right but you get it directly into your ear and it triggers your nervous system so it also has an effect and works through your cells and through your body but it's more like an introspection kind of kind of um, effect and if you have the immersive live experiences it's more like when you are at the live concert, you know, you feel feel it with every fiber of your being in you, around you. So the um, experience is a bit more elevated, I would say. Wow. Speaking of um, uh, live and uh, YouTube and the internet, I love your IG page. It is just so healing to look at, especially you have... Uh, pictures of aerial yoga and gong bath um, mm -hmm. what is that I just <laughs> I, I looked at those pictures and I just want to be there <laughs> I would just yeah. love to experience what you were showing on your IG I always say the same thing that I would love to experience my my own sessions because you're when you're doing this you're always more on the giving end but sometimes we come up with such cool concepts like area and gong yoga fusion, and you just want to experience it yourself. Actually, in Berlin, um, Christina, it, it was my partner for the area yoga, the area yoga teacher. And I came up with this concept and started it in Berlin. We were the first to do it in Berlin, which made us really proud and people really loved it. And yeah, it's basically a fusion of area yoga. Which, is, which happens in these hammocks, which are hanging from the ceiling. And you're doing, it's more like an artistic kind of yoga in general, because you're doing it in the air. But there's also um, a version of area yoga, which is called deep area yoga, which goes more into the yin yoga direction, but you still do it with the hammock. But the hammock is, is hanging really, really low. So it's like five or 10 centimeters above ground. So you're really 
near to the ground and just using the hammock to feel a little bit more, more flowy, to lift off the gravity, the weight of your body and to really relax into these deep um, postures. And yeah, to accompany and really getting the body more opened and deeper into the postures, I play the gongs. And this really opens the persons up to, to the position because sometimes the positions are new and a bit strange and the body can get a bit stiff because it is a bit like anxious. What is happening? I'm doing this for the first time and the muscles are cramping and the sounds really help to ease off any tension you have in, in your muscles and really get you deep into these postures that you have like, I don't know the number, but the, the effect is... Is, is so much stronger, like four times stronger or something like this, when you use the sound. I'm making this number up just to, 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 to explain what I mean. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, hope, I hope you know what I mean. Yeah, and then at the end, um, there's a gong bath, of course. For the Shavasana, it's just gong bath to really get, um, to really close, close the journey the people were on because um, when you do these kinds of yoga area stuff and then combining it with sounds, a lot of things can come up in the system, emotions, feelings, old memories, you know, because energies are going to be transmuted and to really like properly transmute all the energy safely that nothing is lingering in your energy field and maybe it's, get, um, it's getting sucked in into your body again, causing troubles again. And that's why the gong bath in the end is super helpful to really transmute anything and yeah, open, open the souls up to a nice journey to to wrap up the experience they had throughout the session. Can you explain what a gong bath is? What do you mean by um, when you need something to um, cleanse the energy? Mm -hmm. Yeah, good question. So basically a gong bath is um, similar to a sound bath or sound heating I described before, but in a gong bath, we are using big, big gongs. They are massive. And there are different kinds of gongs. There are Asian gongs and there are European gongs. And the European gongs are much more um, specific in, in terms of their frequency. You can get them for the sun frequency, for the earth frequency. So yeah, especially in Germany and in Switzerland, there are gong manufacturers who really understand their work and can do magical gongs tuned to a specific frequency. And they are, in comparison to the Asian gongs, they are not so much tuned to, to a specific frequency. They have more a various um, variety of overtones. And I, I use like the European gongs tuned to a specific frequency. And um, I just fill the room with the sounds of the gong because the gongs are so big, they really completely fill out the room. And the vibrations of the gong is so much more powerful in comparison to the vibrations of the singing bowl. You can imagine the vibration of a singing bowl works its way um, through your system until it um, arrives in your cells, the cells of your body. But if you use a gong, it really vibrates to the bones of your body. So it's getting much, much deeper. And of course, depends on the size of the gongs, but it, it's a much more transformative kind of experience, I would say, but it is also much more deeper and can be a little bit more challenging to the system. I know a lot of people who are highly sensitive, who are like, no, the gongs are too much for me, but a lot of people love the gongs and I love the gongs too. That's why I do gong baths, only gong baths as well. 
yeah, but the um, the order of how I do things is basically the same to a normal sound healing, but the instrument is different. When you say bath, it's not water. No, no, no. It's just um, like in a sound healing, you lying on the floor or I don't know, in a bed or whatever kind of setting, and you're just immersed in the sounds. That's why it's called a bath, because the sounds are all around you. They are beneath you, above you, from the left and right side of you. So that's why it's called a bath, because you're completely immersed in, in the vibrations. Just listening to you speak about your session, I, I really want to check in my city and uh, see what there is for sound healing and see if there is something that you're talking about if there's something like that in my city um, and participate in a session it just sounds so magnificent it sounds so healing and it just sounds like something to to experience yeah please do i can only encourage everybody to to um, at least do a sound healing once, but I would recommend try different kind of sound healers because every sound healer is working really, really differently. Every, every sound healer has their own kind of method, their own kind of knowledge. A lot of um, sound healers um, who are my friends are also like me, just channeling their knowledge. It's not something that you learn from a book, but you're so immersed in your, in your work and so connected to spirit, you just channel things. And that's why every sound healer has their different kind of approach to work with, um, with um, human beings. Or I don't know, it also can be animals, as I said. But yeah, that's why every sound healing or every sound healer is so different and the work and the sound healings are different. But also if you go to the same sound healer over and over and over again, your, your experience is every time different. It's always unique. Every, every time you visit a sound healing, something else is happening with you or for you. Maybe some emotions are coming up. Maybe you have to cry because you're releasing something. Maybe you have to laugh because you're releasing something. Maybe you are just structuring one, one topic or area in your life and really thinking it through because finally you have the, the stillness and, and pressed pause for an hour and can really take time. And the sounds are helping you. It all comes down in the end, of course, of the intention you had. But yeah, every sound healing can be different. You can fall asleep, maybe. Maybe you're astral traveling. Maybe you have crazy visions. Yeah, stuff like this. Maybe your body just starts moving. So wow. yeah, I can only encourage you to try it out. Wow. Now, in terms of if one has a singing bowl at home, is there a way that someone can use that in a heal sound healing way? Yeah, of course, of course. Um, I have to say I'm a huge fan of self-sound healing because it's also how for me everything started. Mm -hmm. And self-sound healing is different from going to a sound bath or receiving a sound healing because you have to do the work with the instruments yourself. But at the same time, you want to receive it and have, have to be in, in kind of a meditative state to mm -hmm. really open your system up to it. But it needs a bit of practice, I think. But there are also... If, easy things you can do in the beginning if, if the whole meditative process is already too much just take the singing bowl put it onto your belly or put it onto your chest or put it onto your back and stuff like this put it near to your feet so that the vibration can move through your feet or just holding it in your hand and striking it 
and feel the vibration traveling through your body and really just get in touch with the vibration. I think um, if you start self-sound healing with, with um, whatever instruments, it's just about um, getting to know the frequency and listening to the frequency, but also feeling the frequency, you know, getting your sense attuned to the vibrations and just trying slowly to open your system up to it. And then at some point, you will be guided by the instrument and by the frequency. You will have impulses like, oh, I want to put it onto my chest, or maybe I don't want to put it onto my body. I like when it's just in my energy field. At least this is for me, because I also don't work on the body with other people. I only work in the energy field. At the beginning, I also worked on the body, but then I noticed, no, for my work and my approach, I, I have to be in the energy field. And I like it more if, if it's not like physically on my body. And there are different kinds of things you can get, as you said, a Tibetan singing bowl. Mine in the beginning was so small, it was like 12 centimeters or something, the smallest thing you can get. And, and I thought, oh, I'm getting a huge one. And it was, in comparison to what I work with now, of course, it's super small. And yeah, you can get tuning forks with specific frequencies. If you know a bit about frequencies, and then you can get just a tuning fork with the frequencies, move it around your head, listening to it, putting it onto acupressure points on your body. And yeah, will I say, let me check if I want to say something more. You can of course get, maybe I talk a bit about crystal singing bowls because I know a lot of people love the crystal singing bowls. And actually a crystal singing bowl is not the first choice I would recommend when somebody really wants to um, incorporate healing work in the form of in sound instruments because I feel that for the crystal singing bowls, there is a bit of more knowledge um, needed, not on how to play, it's easy to play, just wrap the mallet around the brim, but more on, on, on to understand how does this work with my energy? How can I ground my energy? How can I build up my energy? It's a bit more complex than just playing it. And I found Tibetan singing bowls are the safest and the most beautiful thing you can do if you have no knowledge about sound get a tibetan singing bowl they are super grounding they are safe to use in my opinion and yeah this is what i recommend i love tibetan singing bowls i also love crystal singing bowls but tibetan singing bowls have a special place in my heart mine too i i have quite a few of them so for example mine. one for for someone to self-heal at home um mm -hmm. what i'm understanding is they can lay down and they can either put the singing bowl on their chest um or their their tummy mm -hmm. exactly you or put it on your tummy on your chest on your whatever back. you feel your back exactly or maybe just when you sit cross-legged or just um stretch your legs and put the singing bowl directly um to the soles of your feet yeah not that they are touching the soles of the feet, but really like the soles of your feet are like one centimeter um, away from the bowl and just strike it and really just feel into it how you receive the vibration, how it feels in your body. And I think if you got more in touch with how the vibration actually feels in your body, then you can move more into the practice of getting into a um, meditative state using the sounds and and working with the sounds while you are meditating. But in the beginning, I think just be playful, test it on your body, maybe 
maybe try things I haven't even mentioned. Maybe you find completely new spots you want to work with the sounds on your body. I think it's, it's um, yeah, a good advice would be be playful, just test things out and see what fits good for you and really listen to your body. Most of the time, we are the only ones, or not most of the time, always, we are the only ones who really internally know what's best for us. And yeah, just try to get in tune with your intuition and um, test things out, I would say. So would one set an intention when they start at home, like, um, and then test it out? And so you would strike the singing bowl or would you mm -hmm. strike the singing bowl and then rub it around? What's the technique for someone to do it? On I would this question. I go one step back to the intention because I think setting an intention in sacred space is always a good idea before you do any kind of work. Yes. And especially when you do when you do want to work on yourself, on your energy body and getting into a meditative state. Um, and as for playing the bowls, you can strike the bowls. There are different kinds of mallets. I always say before you buy a thousand different sizes of bowls, get a thousand different sized mallets because with every mallet you can get a different sound out of one bowl. So this is a, this is a tip I like to give. And yeah, you can strike it and you can also rub it that you have like a drone sound it is called that is coming out of it. And most of the people strike the bowl first and then move into the rubbing. But I prefer to teach also my sound students to learn how to rub the bowl without them striking before because it's a little bit more difficult, but the sound is much better and you don't, you don't have um, the trigger from the sound and then go into the rubbing because it disturbs a bit the frequency that moves out of the bowl because you stroke it and then you kind of stop the sound from building up and go into rubbing. That's why I always encourage not to stroke before you rub. But of course, I think people have different opinions about that as well. But maybe if you do like the stroking and then rubbing thing, just skip the stroke and just try to rub it. It's also a nice meditative exercise because there you have many boats at home or maybe three and you, know, you will, you will um, notice Oh, one bowl is super easy to wrap and the other bowl is not working at all and you can really get lost and just trying to get a sound out of it which is also kind of meditative I think wow thank you so much for sharing that yeah of course do you have meant to be shared <laughs> thank so. you do you have a personal quote that you don't mind sharing with us mm -hmm. I have a quote I think I don't know if it's weird if I quote myself, <laughs> but I always, but I always say um, you are never not vibrating, which just means that everything is energy. So are we, every, everything of us, every cell, every fiber of our being, but also the energy, of course, we don't see our energy field. Everything is constantly in vibration and everything is responding to all the vibrations of our environment, everything, our telephone, the cars passing by, the dog of the neighbor barking everything. So there's also a lot of like noise and vibrational pollution, which is happening to our system. And the sound healing is really just here to bring our system back into harmony on a frequency level. And yeah, that's why I always say you're never not vibrating because people sometimes think the sound healing is only good when you have a specific topic, but actually a sound healing is good all the time when you do it like frequently do it on a weekly basis and really make it a habit to work with frequency and it's such an easy work because you don't have to do anything you just lay down and 
enjoy what is happening. And most of the time, of course, you're working through deep things, but a lot of times you are not really knowing what is released out of the system because it's something you don't have to consciously work through, but there's still, uh, still some kind of negative or dense energy which wants to be transmuted. So the sounds are perfect for this, just to lighten up your frequency and to lift your spirit. And I have so many people who came to my sessions, um, which in the beginning really seemed a bit like angry, stressed, and not friendly, to be honest, sometimes. Mm. And, but they came, came back week after week after week. And I was so amazed just to see the transformation, how, how the energy shifted. And you can, could notice more of their like, true self. The essence came forth. And yeah, Prepeel really transforms through the work of sound. And yeah, that's why the work is so magical to me. Even after every sound healing session, when I close the session and people starting to open their eyes again, and, and when you look into the eyes, you just see sparkles, you know, like the soul mm -hmm. really is shining through their eyes, which is so nice. So for me, it's really a sacred and, and really, really work, a, a work that is dear to my heart. Wow. Thank you for sharing this. Um, what brings you joy and reward in your practice? That's a good question. I think I already answered it a bit with the yes. thing I said before. Mm -hmm. The first thing for me is to see really people transform their energy-wise, but also in, in their day-to-day -day life when they share stories with me. Even, even it's just a simple thing like, oh, my intention was to feel like this for the rest of the day, or I wanted my day to be like this. And then they came back and say, it really happened. My intention came true. It is, you know, like the simple, the simple smallest things um, and changes in the life of my clients that happens, but also the energetic transformation I noticed, but, which is maybe visible for a lot of people, but I, because I work a lot of with, with energy, I notice it directly. And yeah, just looking to the eyes with all the sparkles and happiness and people are so blissed out. And yeah, sometimes you can see, okay, this person was on another planet during the, the session or oh saw some crazy things and opened up a completely new chapter in their spiritual awakening. And in general, just really to assist like the great spiritual awakening of planet Earth, moving humanity into a, into a new level of consciousness. And also through this, helping the planet, getting more healthy, moving also into a new consciousness and just, you know, as a collective to transcend and get better and evolve. Yeah, I think this, this is sounds, it. This sounds so powerful and so amazing and something that I really want to experience. Thank you so much, Caroline. For... Yeah, thanks so much for listening and asking all these amazing yes. questions. And let me know if you try sound healing. I really want to know how it was. I will definitely be in touch and let you know. I, I really want to say again, thank you so much for being a guest on this podcast. Um, and we wish you continued um, journeying, growth, and um, continued contentment. Thank you so much. You're I really welcome. loved and enjoyed the opportunity to speak about my work. As you noticed, I'm really passionate about it and I can't wait to bring more healing into into um yeah onto this planet throughout the work and i also love to teach other people how to work with sound so i give um sound healer trainings that more people not only can use it for themselves but also 
again shared with the collective and yeah it really is a nice work yeah it is it is thank you for sharing your knowledge with us caroline yeah of course thank you thank you Thank you for listening to the Discovering Alternative Healing Podcast. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast and would like to get notified as soon as a new one is uploaded, simply click subscribe or follow on the top of your screen depending on the platform you're using. Additionally, to be part of our Instagram community, we're at Discovering Alternative Healing. With gratitude, take good care.